I'm your man Edward Shelton from Starting Over Podcast, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. This is Swag Nito with Clicks TV, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is Skylar from Generation Clicks, and you're listening to Dial H. Hi, this is Ryan Morgan with Glass Cabinet Films, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm Amber. And I'm Jason from Married with Clicks, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. Congratulations on 100 episodes. I have with me my cousin and good friend, Austin Smith. Oh, that's adorable. I didn't know it was your good friend. And the man who does more teabagging than a 12-year-old playing Halo. The man who handles more bots than a backroom FedEx worker. The man who fills more gaps than a cock gun. And the man who spent more time on the mound than Satchel Paige. Hey, how you doing? Mr. Drew Alderson. So we know you guys are just missing us so much. You didn't get your weekly dose of Dial H for Hero Clicks last week. We apologize. Dial H for Hero Clicks? I've completely forgotten. It's a podcast we do, Austin Smith. Is there a man named Andrew Alderson on it? Because if there's a man named Andrew Alderson, I'll listen to it every fucking I've week. heard. Have you heard? That Andrew Alderson's on a podcast. I am on a podcast right now. Sorry that we missed you last week. I was in the woods. Not killing anything. <laughs> Did not have cell phone reception, let alone... The availability of doing a podcast, but um, we're back. I can't. I literally came back early just for you guys for the podcast and to hang out yeah, with yeah. the with the bros. Oh, he got um, cold. No, I <laughs> actually. Look luckily, it was not that cold. The first day, it was freezing balls. It was colder than this. <laughs> but yeah, all the days after that, it was so warm. I just sat out there like six, seven hours out, out of the day all day. He got chilly. Dude. Anyway. My butt's getting warm from this heater over here. Uh, it's a nice little heater, isn't it? Yeah. This is episode 119. Today we will discuss public enemies. I promise we'll actually talk about it today. Are we actually going to talk this about This may be like enemies. the third episode in a row that we've no, told we you. we are. Drew, me and Hunter are. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I haven't read it, so. Talk about a little bit of news, uh, as because there are two new OP kits, and then we will do a little Bad Samaritan before we talk about public enemies. So let's kick it off with news as usual. First, if you want to follow along with us, um, where th- these are not, I tell you what, I'll share these on our Facebook page right now, just all in the, case you have trouble finding. All the retail assets got moved to retail asset pages on the WizKids event system, so only retailers have access to them now. Okay, that's I couldn't find them. I've been looking for them lately. And that's so why. in that case, I will share these on the Dial H for Hero Clicks Facebook page. So if you don't already follow us on there, here's a, yet another reason why you should be. Follow us on there. I'll put these up so that when you listen, you can easily pull it up. So we have a Brave and the Bold OP kit. Now, this one we already knew we were getting, right? We just didn't know what characters. I think, yeah. yeah. We're getting a Green Arrow with a new sculpt. Green Lantern with all new Deco. Deco. Maybe it's different colors. It's usually a new paint scheme. And then a new The Flash with all new Deco and Dial. And those are set to come out in March. March 2016. Good. Now, what we did not know about was the Injustice League OP kit. Comes with four figures. Who's that first one, Hunter Smith? Captain Cold, Drew Arson. Captain Cold. Gonna be in the little rogues, love. Who's yeah. that second one? With a new sculpt, too. New yeah. Captain Cold sculpt. Second one is Sinestro with all new deco and dial. And Lex Luthor. In case you missed one of the previous 37 iterations. <laughs> it could be any other character. In modern age. Literally any other. There's already 
I I would venture to guess Grundy. Like, I love the fact Black that Black Manta. Wiz Kids writes me a love letter. What two figures do we have too many of? Iron Man and Lex Luthor. I would venture to guess there are already ten in Justice League keyword Lex Luthor's. There's so many. And yet, that's the one we get another one when we get a direct. He's a support Lex Luthor. You know, with that great team ability. I mean, like President Lex Luthor. Or the maybe, Superman. Maybe he's a medic Lex Luthor. <laughs> it's just going to be a Lex Luthor. Lexus I'm going to play all Lexus. <laughs> and then for, well, I guess the third time, we have even more evidence that there is, in fact, a Brainiac retail skull ship version. Is this uh, even, like, version. considered exclusive anymore? Is I, I don't like, know. Here's what like, I, you can just get I don't one. know how to get it. I just see the pictures yeah. always circulating on the interwebs. Yeah. I'm sure you can get one. There's Apparently the retail asset was mailed out or given out to people at like a con or something like that. We're supposed to be getting one. Also on WizKids' Facebook page, they shared a little header, header art type thing that says, Pre-release events for World's Finest begin January 2016. Yeah, they post all the details for those. So, pre-release. Now, now these sculpts are really hard to see, but do we recognize any of these? Well, I can't even... Obviously, that's Cannonball on the right. It it won't let me bring it up closer. Looks like an Iron Man in the back there. Yeah, that's... Well, there's a a World's Finest duo figure, obviously, right there on the left. It's Batman and Superman. Who would have thought that? Uh, one of the metal men in the back. Ah, do we? Could that third one be Swamp Thing? Kind of looks like him coming out of the grass. Type Actually, thing. yeah, that does look like Swamp Thing. Hell yeah! And the guy on the right has some sort of black dude jumping out of his head. Um, could be Firestorm. Yeah, but I, <laughs> that's like a what Canadian I was thinking. Hero with a black dude. Yeah, that's what I was head. thinking. But the outfit almost looks Alpha Flightish. It's could really Alpha Flight. Could be Guardian. It kind of looks like Dead Man, though. Does it not look like Dead Man? It does. Look at it real close. Could be Deadman and like his um, ghost thing coming out of it. I don't know who that is. I'm sure that there's actually a better resolution picture of this somewhere, and we just haven't found it yet. If I find it, I'll share it on the Bunch Facebook of page. Fucking also. idiots standing. <laughs> yeah, we're all like sitting there, like squinting, like what is that thing? And it's like if you click next, there's a whole full resolution. That's it for Hero Clicks news. What's new with you guys? Anything? What have you guys been doing uh, this past oh, week? Oh, let's <laughs> well, let's talk about what we've been doing. What have you been doing, Drew? Because me and Hunter are going to go on a tirade for probably a while. What about Black Ops 3? Yeah, we've been playing a lot of Black Ops 3. It is Double Experience Weekend. I just got Battlefront from Gamefly, and then Double Experience Weekend happened. I haven't touched Battlefront yet. I bought Fallout 4, and I haven't touched it because I've been playing. But once this weekend's over, I plan on trying some Battlefront. Yeah, so I've been playing Fallout 4. Lots Lots of Fallout 4. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm waiting for a good UI mod before I really jump into it. It's not that bad. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm waiting until I get on Gamefly, and then once they do a... I did the same thing with Fallout 3 in New Vegas. I Gamefly it, play the main game, and then a couple of years from now when they come out with the game of the year with all the DLCs packed in all on one disc, then yeah. I'll buy it. And yeah. Not a bad that. idea, but I don't know. I just always, I always buy retail copies of Bethesda games. It's one of the few companies I do it for, so... Um, but yeah, Black Ops 3 has been absolutely great. It's easily probably the best Call of Duty in a very long time. It's definitely my favorite since the first Modern Warfare. That's, I haven't decided whether I like it better or not. Now, I will say, while I was in Kentucky, I got to play some games. Dakota and I played when we weren't hunting. We were playing games. Played through the campaign of Halo 5, which was actually pretty dang fun. 
Played through the campaign of Black Ops 3, which made absolute zero sense. Yeah, oh, no, that's what I was thinking while playing through it. The whole time, Dakota kept saying, wait, what's go- who is he? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I got lost. I got robot arms and a gun and shit's getting blown up. Now, I will say it has some cool stuff in it because it, they let you upgrade guns through the campaign, too. And not only that, you have skill trees. You have, like, three different skill trees. One of them is good at control, uh, like controlling robotic type things one's good against enemies so like the the firefly thing you can just instantly firefly a human being or whatever type thing you can if you choose the robot skill tree you can hack uh my favorite thing is to walk in a room where there's like five drones and you just go target all five of them they all shut down and and then the more uh the more you use a gun the more you unlock things for it and all that stuff so that part that aspect is actually really fun and the thing that's kind of cool that i like about it though is that the campaign multiplayer and zombies are all separate progression trees with unlocks and then there's like shared camo between them. So speaking of unlocks, Battlefront apparently has like very little. Like um, apparently it's not like a lot more than what you saw in the beta. That's upsetting. Uh, yeah, apparently the progression's like the biggest problem with that game. But I mean, the game itself. I've heard it's really fun. It's just the game itself is really good. It's just like I don't know. I'll be able to talk more about it next week after I play it. So. I'm waiting for some more, because they're supposed to be doing a few more uh, DLCs for the upcoming movie. Like, that's going to be the, yeah. what they're planning maybe, on. Maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I had heard that, that when the movie does come out that they're making new maps. They're doing, like, a free map pack They yeah. give the, with movie-based maps. There's, like, map. four different maps, and they have three different uh, types on them. So, like, each map is a planet, and each thing is set for different game modes or something so there's like 12 different maps total uh so they're gonna release a new planet from the movie which is like three three more maps yeah i'm waiting i'm kind of waiting um battlefield 4 by the way has been getting some substantially awesome upgrades i don't feel i didn't play yeah. 4 much at all they're still all. doing uh free map packs and all this shit they brought back dragon valley from battlefield 2 oh and God, it's such a good map uh, yes Dragon Valley. It's one of my favorite maps out of any of the series, actually. Oh, also, I started uh, Twilight Princess for the blog as my Wii game for Never Played. It's not bad. I'm only about 25% of the way through it. I think it's my favorite Zelda of all time. And I'm Watching not Aaron play through it, I was through like, it. I feel like this would it's be. It's actually very cool. It's it's very adultish themed. Like, it's pretty dark. Um, it's okay. I like the platforming elements, and I didn't really think I would like platforming uh, elements Skyward in the Zelda. Skyward Sword is the one that's not too great. I have not yet played that either. I own it, but I haven't played that yet. Yeah, I'm really liking Twilight Princess so far, and I'm not. I like Zelda games, but they're not like my favorite games yeah, or anything. They're... But I really like this one. So, uh. all right, let's go to some bad Samaritan. It has been a little while since we've done some bad Samaritan. Today's choices are going to be a little skimpy because my app is being a little shitty. Skimpy? They're going to wear skimpy clothing, you mean? Like, yeah, that. Like, we're all, we're talking about Fairchild from Gen 13 type? Got it. Already number or? one, we got it. Damn. Even though that's good. not modern age. Alright, let's see. So it's been a while since we did it, so in case you have forgotten how to play... Austin has three Heroclix figures. They are all modern age, and now Superman Wonder Woman will be... Options. I know. For the first time. Hopefully we don't run into too many of those, but knowing Austin Smith, I'm sure we will. So, Drew and I are going to be trying to guess what these figures are, and we do that by getting clues. For each figure, we will get three rounds of clues, and 
After each round of clues, Drew and I get a guess. If we don't guess it correctly, once all the clues are gone, then Austin wins. Nobody wants that. No. We use a random number generator to decide what... The random number generator determines what uh, clues we get, so keep everything fair. All right, you ready, Austin? I am ready. Figure number one, round number one. Opening attack power, set number. 43B, energy explosion. Mm, got a prime going on. An energy explosion. What's the rare and super rare prime from the new set? Um, I know Captain Adam's a common one. I know Superman blue or red's the uncommon one. What? No, Superman blue or red are the rare. Are they the, Yeah, you're right. Rare. Uh, um, blue no. is the really good one. He's the regular version, right? Yeah. And red's the prime. Red, it's not red because red has full switch. Uh, and the super rare is uh, Supergirl. Ah, that's right. She has poison, I believe, or maybe super strength. You said energy explosion? Energy yeah, explosion. I'll go Dr. Spectrum. It's not Dr. Spectrum. Okay. 43B, huh? 43B. I mean, it could. he could be trying to throw us off by doing one of those split dial what's, type things, like Bloody Mary type thing. But What's the primes from Nick Fury? Uh, we have Union Jack is the rare... Union Jack. Super rare was... Union Jack. Is it? There we go. I knew Union Jack had energy explosion. Easy enough. One down. <sighs> Too easy, some would say. Figure number two. <laughs> Figure number two. We got set number again and generic keyword. 44 soldier. Hmm. There are a lot of soldiers in the new there set in Superman and Wonder Woman. A lot of soldiers in like the last four uh, sets. I know. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about soldiers coming God, up here is, pretty soon on yeah, the podcast. This is not... This ain't doing jack shit. 44. Parts. Who's the new guy? Uh, Wraith. Not Wraith. Okay. Uh, I guess so. He's right around that number, I think. Uh, 44, huh? I have no idea. <laughs> um, your mom, LOL. It's not your mom, LOL. She's a soldier. The non prime version. It's not the non prime okay. version. Just checking. Had to stipulate that. She is a trooper, though, for what? Alright, round two of the figure number two. We have a free play, and we have any special combat symbols. No special combat symbols. Hmm. So soldier, no Set, probably. And the number was 44, he said? Yeah, we'll go set. Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nick Fury, number 44, soldier, no special symbols of any kind. Austin going balls deep into Nick Fury. 44 is pretty high up there. It is. It's a rare, I think. Yeah, could be a super rare because they do so many of those uh, A and B dials on all those figures. It makes it feel like a bigger yeah, number but that set. Yeah, was pretty girthy. You know, Forty-four. Hmm. Uh, I'll go. Red Skull. It's not Red Skull. Red, red Skull wasn't in the Nick Fury set. Yeah, red Skull's not in the symbol set. Oh, that's right. And he's fifty. Maybe it was Strucker. I was thinking of. He's 50. He has, Strucker has end up. That's right. Son of a bitch. Well, I love how much Drew loves this game. I love how much you love boys. Why do you love that, Drew? Because I also know. <laughs> <laughs> Number 44. 44 is so high, it's got to be super rare, though. Yeah, it's up there. That's really high. Who's super rare, 
Well, got Falcon Cap can't be him. Steve, I think had in Dom, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. There's the the Jane Thor, but she has flight. Um, Hulk has Endom, and I think he's a giant. Uh, let's see, Nick Fury, super rare. That Hulk's not a giant, though. But he wouldn't have. I know he has Endom. I know that Hulk has Endom. I've played him three times, or twice. I've played him twice. I know he has Endom and a short dial. Um, Um, I don't know. Uh, What? No, Nighthawk can fly. Damn. Yeah, he's fifty-nine. I'm not sure. I think Wizard. It's not Wizard. Ooh, I, I like that guess. It was a good guess. All right, this is our last. Is this our? This is your last. Yeah, round. last round of clues for this figure. We got another free play, and we got point value. Let's secure the point. One hundred. Of course, one hundred. <laughs> Should we go named keyword? Uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Or trade or special power might give it away. What do you think? I'll let you pick since you got the last figure. Name, uh, name keyword risky. What do you think? I feel like name keyword won't help us much because Everyone's there good. there aren't very many different keywords, so there's a lot of choices. So there's like a bunch of Avengers, a bunch of Shield, a bunch of Hydra. There's not a lot of variants. Yeah. Trade is and special power are always risky choices because either it nails it or there is none, and then you just wasted it. <laughs> Whereas if we guessed keyword, we at least get a little something, even if it, I don't know, man. All right. I feel like we're so lost, though. Maybe trade and special power is the way to go. Go for it. Let's go trade. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. That doesn't narrow it down. Then Nick, the eyeballs, Nick Fury. He has. He's Indom, right? He's yeah. He's fifty. Mission accomplished. We're not going to get this in, I don't think. Yeah, maybe. Who are the invaders? Uh, Union Jack. Yeah. Um, Wizard. You already guessed Wizard, though. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Radiance. Um... U.S. Agent? U.S. Agent. It's not U.S. Agent. Did I already guess? I can't remember if you did or not. I'm pretty sure you did. No, I didn't guess this round. Oh, go ahead. I don't know what it is. Son of a bitch. I actually was going to guess U.S. Agent before Drew said. It's okay. Uh, We already said Radiance. I I think Radiance is a flyer. But I'm running out of time, so I just need to guess yeah, just guess. Are we sure Strucker has... I'm pretty sure Strucker has Endom. It's not Strucker. He's like 52. Yes, I'm pretty sure. I didn't say anything. You looked over at me. So? You're you're reading too much into my body language there, buddy. You mired? Uh, Madam Hydra. I don't know. At She's a hundred. the Kraken. Ah! <sighs> Son of a bitch. I knew it was right. If you hit team abilities, I Wait, was I shouldn't have said Madam Hydra. Because <laughs> she wouldn't have soldier. All right, fine. One and one. we got to get this last one, Drew. It's a tiebreaker right. right here. I wonder what he's going on. We already know the set. Nick Fury and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. All right, figure number three. Two clues are... 
Uh, opening damage power and free play. Special damage power. Set. This is what we always go with. We'll go set. Nick Fury and Agents of Shield. Son of a bitch. Alright, uh, Captain America. It's not Captain America. Nick Fury. It's not Nick Fury. I was thinking him too, the Balls of Fury. Alright, we have special damage power and we know it's a Nick Fury. Our next two clues are another free play, and we already did that one. Uh, free play and opening movement power. Stealth. Set number. I'm glad you guessed Nick Fury because... <laughs> Um. Yeah. Set number zero zero three B. Who's the common prime? I feel that I. I feel like I just bought this. Peggy Carter. It's not Peggy. No, Carter. she's not. Oh. Yeah. There's uh, so many B's and A's. Oh, is okay. B, hold on. No B's. The elite agent. It's not elite agent. All right, we're gonna get this. You're a scumbag. I am a scumbag. We already have set, so we got to redo that one. It really <laughs> it's done it three set. times. Generic keyword and point value. Spy fifty. Fifty. Spy's important. Oh. oh damn. What what was it? Three B? Yeah. Damn. Damn. Fuck. <laughs> John Woo's too high up there. It's not him. I was thinking his because I know he has stuff. Aren't all the B's like the generic versions? No, the B's are the named versions, I think, usually. <laughs> this is you're such a fucking <laughs> asshole. Chaos. So it's the B version. It is the B version. Stealth, special damage power, spy keyword. It's not Hydra. I can guarantee you it's not Hydra. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Yes, I know it is. <laughs> I promise it is. It's not Hydra, it's Shield. But the Shields are like the first five easily. If not higher. They're like the first eight. Yeah. Scumbag. Stealth, special damage power, 50 points. And it's one of the named versions. There's Clay Quartermain is right around that area. There's, uh, who's the cyborg named version guy? That Maybe that is Clay that I'm thinking of. I feel like Clay has running shot though. There's Maria Hill, but she has leadership top dial. I know that. There's Sharon Carter. There's Sharon Carter, which may actually be the answer. Um, Don't look at Isn't me. there John somebody? There's John. Yeah, but I feel like there's another one. There's Eric Koenig. Ah, that's the one I'm trying to think of. I'm gonna let's go Eric Koenig. It's not Eric Koenig. Damn. Clay Quartermain or Sharon Carter. I think Sharon has stealth top dial. Sharon I can, Carter. I could be wrong. It is Sharon yeah. Carter. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of shocked it took you guys long to get to Sharon Carter though. Like I feel like that would be one of the first ones to come to mind to me when that. Oh, man, that was close. <laughs> I forgot she was a B figure. I thought she was like an actual just straight up figure. Austin almost got us. That was a good one. Drew was on a roll too today. Yeah, good job. All right, let's go to community. We'll go to. Uh, I do with my phone. We'll do the check Austin's Facebook ch first. Check Austin's ass. We'll check oh, Facebook first, then we'll go to our oh. Gmail account. Man from Japan wants to know what's the biggest turkey of all time in Hero Clicks. 
Happy Thanksgiving. The biggest turkey. I guess he means the worst figure of all time. That's hard to say. What's the? Let's go. What's the worst figure of the last few set? What's the worst recent figure? Super Doom. <laughs> really, I think he can be good potentially though. Oh, you mean like... Like bad, like shitty. You mean like... I thought you meant like bad to play against. No, what's the shittiest figure of the last shittiest. three, four seconds? I don't like the Aleph from Avengers Assemble. Yeah, Big but at giant. least he has pulse waves. He's he has actually, sidestep pulse waves. He's insanely good in Sealed. Really? Yes, especially in Battle Royals. The guy's insane. Oh, yeah, I don't know if he's good, but I don't feel like he deserves to be on this in yeah. this discussion. He's, he's okay. There's ones that are worse. There was a new one in Nick Fury that was really bad. Is it Viper? Yeah, Viper. She wasn't very good at all. Viper's really bad. Um, other than her, like Nick Fury was really a really good set. Yeah. What was the set before Nick Fury? Avengers Assemble. Avengers Assemble. I feel like there were a couple duds in that set. Uh, uh, Prince, uh, not the princess. Uh, Moonstone. I did not like Moonstone. Oh, yeah, she was pretty mediocre. Was Power Princess any good? Yeah, yeah she was okay. She's okay. She's solid. Let's go through Avengers Assemble real quick. I feel like Avengers Symbol is the answer because that was... I think Age of Ultron has a few good ones. Yeah, Age of Ultron has a couple stinkers too. Son of the Serpent. Who I will never have to go up against the Son of the Serpent. I think you'll be... Be surprised. This week's team builder. <laughs> I'm pretty damn confident. Nobody is going to play Son of the Serpent. That might be the answer. You play like eight of them. He's... But even then... They're not. They're they're pretty bad. Read the trait. Yeah, it's already. It's got two stars on. Just on the shift key. <laughs> Incite hatred. Give son of the serpent a power action. Choose a color other than white. Oh, it's a power action. Yeah, choose a color other than white that hasn't been chosen this turn, so you can't do it twice. This turn for this effect. This turn, when another character name when another character named son of the serpent makes an attack, modifies attack and damage plus one for each power. Of the chosen color the target possesses. I guess that's not the worst thing ever. Well, no, you could have multiples activated. You could have, like, three different ones pick different colors that are all on someone's dial, and then your remaining, like, right. 50 of them Right, but you're going to spend three, all two. your power actions activating that in a 50,000-point game. That's really <laughs> what I'm saying. You'd have to be in, like, a 1,000-point game for it Shut to up, Hunter. This is You crush my dreams. In a 1,000-point game, you'd have to play... Let's see, what, three times ten? So 30 Son of the Serpents you'd have to possess. It would be hard to find that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every booster came free with an extra Son of the Serpent. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a lot. Adam Love correctly guessed the song from last week, or last episode, which was Final the Fantasy rap. Final Fantasy X. I love the DK rap. That would give it away so bad, though. Brian Drake says, in reference to... We talked about the whole Cool Stuff Inc. debacle a couple weeks ago. If you guys that didn't catch wind of that, uh, Cool Stuff Inc. was told by WizKids... All the on-tail retailers were told by WizKids that they had to cut back... WizKids had to cut back on how much product they were given the on-tail retailers so they could give the stores, the local stores, adequate supply. A lot of the on-tail... Uh, online retailers most of them didn't really say much about it cool stuff was particularly upset because they sell a lot and so they took basically all pre-orders and returned and returned the money to the customers so that they could use the product they are getting from WizKids to sell singles which is where they make most of their money um, and a lot of people were upset at cool stuff for that but we thought that 
really or were upset at WizKids, but we think really we should be upset with cool stuff because they could have still filled your orders, or I assume most of them, but instead they went with singles, which is what makes them more money. Now, I'm not saying that's the wrong answer for them as a company. Maybe that's the right thing to do. I'm just saying I don't think we should get upset at WizKids for this. In fact, it seems to me this is kind of a nice gesture on WizKids' parts because the the local stores are what keeps them in business anyways, I would think. I mean, uh, because that's who runs the events. Yeah. Cool stuff on cool stuff in game running no Hero Clicks events isn't running no No Man's Land, no Avengers or Sex. Ends up in their warehouse. They have like a five hundred man <laughs> No Man's Land with old set all with old sets all the time. He says, you know, uh, Brian Drake though writes in and says he was the one who had asked our opinion on it. Uh, he says, you know what, I thought I hadn't thought about the single side of things until you said that, Austin. I maybe maybe revealing my blunt behindness on episodes by asking this. But what do you guys think the new rules streamlining will do for the community? We sort of touched on that last week. We think it's a great thing. It's weird how few special powers are in Superman and Wonder Woman. I noticed that too. I I didn't think so though. I mean, there's 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 a a decent amount of traits. So yeah, I don't have a problem. I think it's the fact that they're doing the whole uh, simpler figures at common. Like they said, it was starting in Nick Fury, but it really started showing in Superman Wonder Woman. I think. Alright, that looks like it for the ones we're going to answer off of Facebook, but on Gmail we have a handful. So where was your phone, Hunter? I just saw you reach down to your and it happened to be there. It was in my coat pocket. Mark Carter says, uh, Brother of John I'll, You know what, I'm not, supposed to, I'm, not, I'm not supposed to read that online on air yet. That's what... Uh, um, we'll talk about that in the future, though. Uh, Abel says, He apologized for multiple emails each week. Recently, I've started listening to Tech Nine, and if I, if I remember correctly, Hunter talked about him on a previous podcast. I was wondering if you would have a list. It's not my expertise. <laughs> I wondering if you'd have a list of maybe top five songs of his I should listen to, or best album. Best album's hard because the guy's been around for. Let's see. I mean, I've been listening to him since middle school, and I'm pretty damn old at this point. Ah. I'd say I've been listening to him for 15 years, <laughs> so he's had he's probably had at least a dozen albums. Um, as far as the recent ones, all sixes and sevens is probably my favorite overall. So download that. Um, he has just a ton of good songs, though. Isn't Speed that um, something out of Austin's powers? Like, she got me all sixes and sevens, like that part where he's talking to his dad. <laughs> Speed em low, Alucard, withdrawal. Those are some good recent ones. Uh, but they're all worth listening. I tell you who I who you should also listen to is Sess Crew, which is a group that um, Tech Nine signed recently, and they're really good too. Um, Davy Bosarge says he caught up on the podcast. Great episodes. I had a change in my work that limited that had limited my podcast time, so I've just been getting caught up, and now I can finally write in. I'm right with you guys on how I feel about the size based cha- rule changes. We've had an explosion of new players at our venue. Well, I'm glad somebody's had an yeah, explosion of new players. Yeah, because all of ours seem to be shrinking. I've gotten really sensitive. It is getting cold. I've gotten really sensitive towards how easy or difficult it is to explain an aspect of the game to a new player. The way it works now is the way I felt it should have worked since I started the game. If they can, if they can clean up the rest of the movement and line of fire rules, so much of the game will be more accessible to newcomers. I agree. 
Quick take on Superman Wonder Woman as a set. I like it as I like it a whole lot more than I expected to. I don't like the set as a whole as much as I like Nick Fury, but pulling rare Wonder Woman in sealed was enough to sell me on at least the deity part of the set. My question for this week, we're playing an event this weekend that requires a 300-point team, no figure over 75, including alternate dials over 75. Not entirely sure what that means. I'm building around Triathlon and Abensur. It got oh, he probably means like no figures that have like 100 top dials. You can't play their lower point value to skirt the... Oh, I gotcha. I'm building around Triathlon and Abensur. It got me thinking, what are some of your favorite sub-75 point pieces to play? Uh, um, open up the Nick Fury Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. set. <laughs> uh, scroll through that entire list. Beast Boy. <laughs> Beast Boy's 60. He's can fit lots of roles depending on which version you start with and all that good stuff. So that's a good that's definitely one of my favorites. Let me tell you about this guy. He's about twenty points more, but his name's Faust and he's fucking amazing. <laughs> God here we go. Peggy Carter's what, sixty? Yep. She's really good. I can't I need to the old start playing Chaos War one or the new one? Because I love the old no, not Chaos Sharon, War. You're thinking Sharon oh, Carter. Yeah, sorry. I'm saying Peggy Carter. Oh yeah, freaking Peggy Carter is amazing. Um hmm. split lip and freaking uh anything. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, Doctor Demonicus. <laughs> oh wait, he's he's eighty. Cerise, Cerise is very good for less than seventy-five points. Uh, insert Commissioner Gordon here is very good for under seventy-five points. Um, the really good one is Nighthawk Prime. Son of a bitch, he's one over. Nighthawk Prime. Nighthawk Prime's like cheating, Drew. He's really good. I like this event because there is so much value at that point level that often gets overlooked. I had no clue on the music this week, but I did nail Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Goldeneye. Not that it did me any good to guess him two to three weeks late. You guys take care. I'm looking forward to the roadshow next week, Davey. We never did the roadshow. <laughs> no. And then we had two emails. You guys never did the roadshow? You promised them no, a roadshow. Well, that's, we had a, a vehicle accident incident type thing on the way home, so... Okay. Things kind of got switched around. By incident, we mean we thought there was a flat tire. We thought we had a shit flat stuck tire. up in his axle that was making noise. Yeah, it was. It oh, was pretty okay. scary. But I do have to replace my U joint anyway. Uh, we have two emails that I can only assume are from a troll. Now I'm not sure who this troll is, but we we got two emails within about five minutes of each other. One of the names is titled Austin Suxus, and the other one is Drewster Booster. I did not actually send these. So Austin, Austin, I really didn't. Austin Suxus says, "I have a cheesy request, dear sirs and Austin. <laughs> could you each share with us a tale of the cheesiest strategy or team you've come up with and how it played out on the board?" Gee, I wonder what twenty-one Thule priests would have to say about this one. The three Iron Man, Iron Patriots. Yeah, that was that a pretty team, good one too. That team made me fucking. It was only what five Tony Starks and three Iron Man, Iron Patriots. I can't think of many cheesy. I'm sure I have back when we started. That dark side team made some people angry at me. <laughs> hmm. Dark side's just an annoying figure to always fight anyway. Yeah, but then you can't target them. Yeah. And, like... Oh, that was the one where you played him with, uh, was it Telus all the way Shadow across the And Telus, yeah. Back when Telus could work oh, with gosh. anybody. Telus was so fun. Uh, in addition... <clears throat> Representing the Kellogg Corporation, and we're issuing a cease and desist order to one Austin Smith, 
We request he immediately quit endorsing our Cheez-Its brand crackers. We feel his association with our product <laughs> is severely damaging to our brand. <laughs> if he persists, legal action will be taken. It ends up that I actually work for Cheese Nips and they've been paying me to slowly destroy Cheez-Its reputation. And then from Drewster Brewster, Booster, Greetings, you magnificent bastards. <laughs> Dear sirs and madam. <laughs> I wonder which one that is. Seeing as it is widely known that you are all, Austin excluded, of course, strapping young men, manly men, I have just one question. What are the top three manliest hero click sculpts? Um, the new Hercules is pretty good. Kazar's pretty great. Kazar, yes, that's that's probably Kazar wins. That's all three. I mean, he has a fucking saber tooth it, yeah, with him too. Fucking great. I mean, like uh, Kazar's definitely the answer. Um, yeah, uh, but I do like the new Hercules. Yeah. Um, hmm. Manliest sculpt. Doc Samson's not a bad I was one. about to say Doc Samson. <laughs> Hollywood. With that neon Hollywood. Hollywood. That beard. The beard oh. takes Hollywood, it. Hollywood, there you go. He's got to be top three. He's like Santa Claus of Santa Claus weightlifted instead of eight cookies. Oh, goodness. Running kids' drink. You know, we have little kids that listen to the show, Austin. Don't tell them. I didn't tell them anything about <laughs> Santa Claus. You almost did. You almost ruined it. All right, so we'll be back with a full episode next week. We'll most likely, barring any... Wait, who the hell lets their kids listen to our show? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> that was the joke. That was the joke. Barring the... Uh, Actually, wasn't there one dude like at the very, very beginning? beginning yeah, like, he was like, my kids listen to... <laughs> yeah, it was like, me and my kids love the show, but you guys cuss a lot. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we... Uh... But anyways, we, unless we have some some stunning news from WizKids... Uh, over the week next week we'll be talking about soldier theme teams and for modern age and uh give you some idea on what pieces to own for that i'm gonna be like in a turkey coma still because leftovers and we are going to do ham's better than turkey that's true i know they're both good they're both good we are going to do public enemies we're gonna do public enemies so if you want to stick around for public enemies then just listen after the music plays and uh, you can hear some Public Enemies, Listen, World's Finest Talk. If you're still wanting to read the book and you don't want us to spoil anything for you, then you can just... Wait, we're reviewing a Public Enemy album? Is this what yes. we're doing? Okay, alright. 20 years too late. 20 years too late. It's never too late for Public Enemy. If you're not... The Noise is a really good song. Uh, <laughs> Fight the Power. If you're not sticking around for Public Enemies, we'll see you next week. Later, guys. Public Enemies. Public Enemies was the first run, I guess, or not run, arc is where I'm looking for, of arc. Superman Batman, and this was the first time DC did Superman Batman, if I recall correctly. Uh, this was back in August of 2003, and it was written by Jeff Loeb, who we've talked about recently, do we not? I think what so. did he write? The week? Did he write Red Sun? Wasn't I don't think it was Jeff Loeb, was think, it? I think so. Hold on. He's written to the Wikipedia. Jeff Loeb. Let's see. I'm pretty sure he wrote Red Sun. Age of Apocalypse. Long Halloween. That's yeah. what it was. There Long you Halloween. Go. I'm wrong. Uh, 
and Ed McGinnis, who I always enjoy um, on art. And it is also featuring several uh, DC characters, namely, though, Lex Luthor and a decent amount of Captain Adam and Major... Uh, Force. Uh, Major Force. Who... That's nicknames, or that's uh, Drew's porn name. Who they should bring back. I haven't seen Major Force in anything in a while. I don't know jack shit about Major Force. Uh, so, the book is essentially... It, there's a couple things going on. One thing is that um, they kind of think they have a lead on who Batman's parents' killer was. And turns out, obviously, that it, that was all a ploy by Lex to get them to uh, run down this rabbit hole so Lex can make them look bad. Uh, but it's also it's it's about that. But it's it's also about Lex basically doing everything he can to make the superheroes look bad. So and blame them, Superman particularly, uh, particularly Superman and Batman particularly for this huge incident that happens. Uh, they basically blame them for Metallo's death, but Lex is actually the one that killed him. Uh, but he makes it look like Superman did it, obviously. That was the beginning was one of my favorite parts. The I, I was talking about it with Austin. The the part where um, they're Superman and Batman are fighting Metallo in the. For one, I like Metallo. Mm-hmm. I don't see him a, a, often enough in things. Uh, but when they fight him in the graveyard and they get trapped in the grave, Batman puts C4 under Superman's back and uses him as like a sh- blast shield to to so they can get below ground and get away from Metallo. I thought it was a really cool yeah. scene. Um. But then, so they kind of go on the run, and they are visited by Superman from the future. Visited, quote unquote. Also, as he beats the shit out of him while they're in the Batcave, no less. Which Superman previously had never been in before. This was the first time the Superman had been in the cave. Was actually in this book, and uh, so it, that was even more shocking because he shouldn't have known where it was. Or whatever. Anyways, uh, makes it seem like Superman's going to have to sacrifice himself to save the world at some point. Lex has working for him... Lex is the president at this point. Um, has working for him several heroes. Black Lightning, Major Force, Captain Adam, Starfire. Mm-hmm. There's a couple big ones I'm forgetting also. I can't remember. Katana. And um, somebody else I feel like. Anyway... Hawkman. He he all oh and, uh, yeah Hawkman and, and Shazam uh, yeah that's a big part a really cool one of the cooler parts of the book actually. I agree but anyway he sticks them all on Batman and Superman and come to find out and they have a big fight uh, also suddenly all these villains come after Batman and Superman all at the same time turns out they're actually being mind controlled by Grodd which was kind of a cool moment also. Um, Anyways, they fight through all that. You come to find out that Katana is actually a spy for Batman and that Supergirl, that's the other one I was forgetting, was a super... Power Girl. Power, Power Girl. Girl was a spy for Superman, basically. And that Black Lightning had infiltrated Lex Luthor's cabinet. Yeah. So... Leave it to Black Lightning. Ma- meanwhile... <laughs> literally hides in a cabinet and listens. Meanwhile, Lex has created, like, this venom substance, but... Based with off kryptonite. kryptonite in it, and it's like turning him crazy. He makes out with Fat Amanda Waller. First of all, Fat Waller, it's good to see her again. Old Fat Wall. Old Fat Wall. 
Uh, Lex like makes out with her in one scene. Like he's just losing his mind. I had no idea what was going on in that scene. I was in there reading it in the truck with Hunter that day, and I just looked down. And I was like, "Did Lex yeah. Luthor just make out with Fat Wolf?" There's a there's a scene where Major Force gets pretty pissed off about blows up Tokyo. Yeah, he basically is going to blow up and kill everyone, and Captain Adam absorbs the damage, and you think he's dead. Until the end, it turns out Captain Adam's the one who saves everything, really. Uh, or drives the ship, I guess. So this is also where Superman Batman Robot makes its debut. It is designed by Toy Man, which is... But at least that explains why he looks retarded as fuck. Hiratama, the, the young kid version, the Japanese kid version of Toy Man. Which is my favorite version of Toy Man. Um, and he creates the Superman Robot for them. They think the Superman will have to drive it since that's what the old Superman had told him, but it turns out that it's Captain Adam, blah, blah, blah. All in all, it's a, it's a good book, but it's not a great book. I disagree. I didn't really enjoy it that much, honestly. I enjoyed it. There were moments I liked, but like there was a lot of... I felt like they were trying to do so much in such a short period of time. This is true. See, part of I think the biggest issue with the book is that it is the first arc of this run. And so Loeb spends a long... Basically the entire first two issues almost introducing us to Batman and Superman and their base personalities, which to us is not necessary. Now to the the average reader, reader, it is necessary, I guess. Or or not to the average. I should say to a new reader, it is necessary. And that's kind of what DC set out to do with this book. It was supposed to be an intro to Batman and Superman. So I can't really fault them for that. But when we look back at it the way we're looking back on it right now, it is a fault. But I mean, like, it's like what? Is it 11 issues or 8 issues? 8, I think. It's like... not 11. Basically, you get a very short, like... Any of the big pitched battles between characters are like ten, ten freaking panels of setup, and then like two panels of battle. And it's this over. is true. And there, the the big fight. There was too many. I that that's there's actually Tokyo. There's Washington D.C. That's there's actually mountain top. Yeah, you're right about that. There's the whole scene where the where the outsiders and Teen Titans try to infiltrate to save Batman and Superman. I didn't understand what the heck was going on there, really. Well, okay. So what happened was. Lex sends Hawkman and uh, Shazam to to take Batman and yeah. Superman. Well, Lex had received word from Hawkman and Shazam that they were bringing Batman and Superman That's back. That's right, yeah. And so Lex made it look like to the public, I caught him, I stopped him, but he really didn't have him yet. Well, when he made that announcement, the Outsiders and the Teen Titans, who didn't know, were like, we gotta go rescue him. And then they, yeah. So they infiltrate him and then come find out Lex doesn't even have him. Gotcha. And then Lex had actually talked to Batman and Superman, who were posing as Hawkman and Shazam. Gotcha. Which was one of the cooler moments of it. Um, that fight was really cool. The and then the the Jeff Loeb makes you think that it ended one way when in reality it didn't. Yeah. So he surprises you at the, as the reader, which was. I nice. feel like I just would have enjoyed this if it was longer. Like if they had more time to properly build up and resolve like the things. And I didn't. I felt like they were trying to do too many callouts and include too many villains and too many heroes. Yeah, and that's definitely. Uh, that's definitely true. It wasn't but bad. That also, it could just be was a, like 
them trying to cram so many characters in also could be because it's supposed to be an intro thing. Yeah. And they're so they're trying to get as many they're characters. Like, hey, look at these time. characters you're interested in. You right. should go read these. Right, exactly. Oh, this Grundy guy looks big and mean, and this guy looks cool for one panel, and this guy <laughs> can grok mind control apparently. I saw him for one. Uh, is that a monkey on the Washington Monument mind controlling people? So Read him read about him in Flash number twelve. I agree. It I actually you know what you're right. I mean it has some cool moments in but I, I I like this. I like it at its best at the beginning when it's just Superman and Batman and Metallo. Like that yeah. was fine for me. I wouldn't call it a bad book though. I wouldn't call it bad. No, it was just like an average comic to me. Yeah, I like Ed McGinnis's art. He I like his art because um, he always, for one, he's also always very colorful. Yeah. He was always really colorful in Captain America. Um, he does a good one thing. Ed McGinnis does a good job of. His characters aren't going to look unique. They look very classic comic booky. You know yeah. what I mean? There's no, there's no special style that he has. But one thing I think he always does do well is action scenes, as combat scenes. I they're feel like, clear. yeah, they're clear. Everything's not a jumble. The punches, like the the facial expressions, the motion that the like if Superman punches somebody, like the way their body folds and stuff like that. Like everything feels like it hits hard. I don't know how to explain it. I feel like he does combat really well. I feel like it's the kind of comic that, like, if you saw a kid reading a comic, like, this is his art style fits perfectly. Yeah. Like, it is the stereotypical comic book art. Which, that's a good thing to me. I mean, like, I like that. Style. For a book like this, where it is an intro, that's yeah. what you need. You yeah. need something like that, nice and colorful. So. Whereas, like, as much as I, I love Thor, God of Thunder, and, like, Black Widow and stuff, like, that's not, like, tr- traditional comic book style. That's very exactly. watercolory. That's very... So all in all, we thought it was a mediocre book. If you are, un- let's say you're a longtime Marvel reader, which a lot of people are actually, surprisingly, and you are looking for a book that can kind of get I'm you into the DC. Th- this might not be too bad. This might not be too bad of a book to start yeah. with. I mean, you're gonna get, you're gonna see a lot of characters. Uh, I mean, it piqued my interest in Major Force. I don't know jack shit about him, but I know he almost blew up Tokyo, and, and now Captain I kind of want to read some more about him. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool take on Lex because we don't always see him in crazy, out of control battle suit mode. Yep, the way he was in this story. And Hawkman, Hawkman had some good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Now I will say one thing: I watched the, um, the I, I downloaded film. the animated version. Should be on Netflix, shouldn't it? Uh, it was, but I couldn't find it. Hmm. I, or maybe it still is. Yeah, I don't know. I ended up watching it on my laptop for some reason. I don't remember why. But uh, it was actually pretty damn good. Uh, a lot of people were it telling It did me. leave out a couple things, big things, though. For one, it didn't show Lex killing Metallo. It absolutely, completely removed the Superman, uh, old Superman scene. And mm-hmm. he, he was not in it at all. Um, which was kind of a bummer, because I, I really liked that aspect of it. I like when Captain Adam shows up in the future with old Superman. And the Captain Adam played a basically no role in it. He was part of the group and they fought and everything, but and he did save the explosion, but he didn't come back. He didn't do the rocket at the end. Batman mm-hmm. rides in the rocket. Uh, of course it's gotta be Batman that saves the day every Batman time. Batman crashes into the meteor. 
dies. No more Batman. It looks like he's dead, and the Superman flies up and saves them. They fucking high five or whatever they <laughs> do. They make out the whole way home as Superman cradles Batman and his Whatever arms. they did. They kiss and fuck. But it still had um, all the same like characters, and it had the big action scenes. It did have the graveyard scene with Metallo, and um, it was pretty good. Yeah. It, had, it was dark. It had a lot of uh, sexual references that were not in the comic. <laughs> I swear, like there were cuss words and sexual references that they put in specifically to try to make it feel like adult. I swear they did. You have to watch it. I was to- I was honestly told the the film was a much better adaptation of like that storyline than the actual. I would uh, I wouldn't say as much. It wasn't very different, but it was pretty good because then you could just watch it instead of reading it. Yeah. But it's worth watching. It it'll be it would be interesting for you to watch now after reading. Because that's what that's I did. I, I read this and then I watched it. If only I wasn't busy watching Jessica so, Jones. It's only, it's only like... 40, was that was Jessica Jones is amazing. Is it? I haven't watched it yet. Well, we can talk about it next week, maybe, if, yeah. if we... Yeah, get I gotta, I gotta, I'm like six episodes in or something. I gotta resubscribe to Netflix. Yep. Well, anyways. What's our next book going to be? Have we decided? Uh, we've done DC, like... Yeah, we gotta go Marvel. Um, we could go with the X-Men book, since we have an X-Men set coming up, although that's an eternity from now. We could go... Uh, Ninja Turtles. We did an... Oh, that's right. We were going to do Secret we, History of the Foot Clan. Because that's coming up in what, February? Yeah, let's do Secret History of the Foot Clan. That's a good I choice. mean, we could read... We could do multiple Ninja Turtles in a row for all I care leading up to this because I really want... I always wanted to get into Ninja Turtles. For, for the reading thing, we'll just... For this podcast, we'll just do Secret History of the Foot Clan. Okay. So the next book will be... It'll be a few weeks, so you got time to pick it up, but... Secret History of the Foot Clan. It's its own contained story. It's four issues long, I believe. It's pretty short, actually. Um, it was a limited, one of those limited runs. But it does a very good job of giving you a sort of a backstory of the Turtles, but also reveals some things that even I, as a long-time 15-year comic, uh, Ninja Turtle comic reader didn't know like they they make some new things that had not previously existed in the turtle saga in this book um so i don't want to spoil anything for you but and it's also the art style is actually really cool and very uh, japanese you know has a real really nice japanese feel to it so it's definitely worth picking up i think my opinion uh one of the one of the best ninja turtle books for sure so if you're interested at all in that secret history of the foot clan pick it up it's definitely less than 20 bucks uh, on Amazon, or if you just really don't want to buy it, you can obviously always illegally download it. But we suggest if you can pick it up, give somebody some money for it, so we don't get sued or anything. So yeah. anyway, pick we'll, it up. We'll do that in we'll say two weeks, three, it's only four three issues. weeks. I will be gone the f- December the fifth. Um, so we'll probably do it like the twelfth. So okay. we, that'd be three weeks from now. I think that's ample time. Yeah. To give people time to pick it up and read it. So we'll do we'll potentially December twelfth. And we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Bye bye. Later.